welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today we have the final show for this season, number 19, to top off our series addressing the overall theme of navigating your psychic life and awakening. Of course, in our 13-episode season, we could merely touch upon some of the more important aspects of what to be aware of and what you can do to get through the seeming labyrinth of experiences you tend to have when you're learning to live more of your psychic life and the process of awakening, very important. We decided to complete this particular series by covering the thing that often makes it more difficult to navigate through the ins and outs of your psychic life. How to deal with a life situation when you have a very challenging problem. So we're asking the questions. Got a psychic life problem? Who are you going to call? <laughs> of course, <clears throat> those of you who have seen at least one of the four Ghost Ghostbuster movies, any of the offshoot TV series, or read the comic books, you know we borrowed from their big tagline and theme song, Hook. Who are you going to call? The Ghostbusters. Of course, their song leads off with, if there's something strange in the neighborhood, who you going to call? If there's something weird and it don't look good, who you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people might find that if they're having a psychic life problem, it may seem weird and not look good to them at all. But in that case, simply calling the Ghostbusters won't do the trick. Just as someone being a top neurosurgeon, an NFL all-pro linebacker, or a superstar Instagram or TikTok influencer doesn't necessarily mean they can give you the correct guidance on how to best live your psychic life. So, if you discover that you've got yourself a psychic life problem, who can you call? Before we can answer that, we'll have to first address what a psychic life problem may look like to you and how you can tell if what you're struggling with in your everyday life is due to something going on in your psychic life. Naturally, a psychic life problem is something that makes it difficult to live your daily life that comes from a need to manage your inner psychic life correctly. Aha! Now, that covers a very huge territory because pretty much everything that happens in your worldly life first begins in your inner psychic and creative life, doesn't it? Remember, your body is not really creative. It is you, the spirit that is creative, that animates and inhabits your body. And in fact, without you incarnating into your body, it wouldn't even be breathing Your creativity comes from the same source as your life, and how you live your life is the expression 
of your psychic life and inner creativity. The sooner you awaken to your inner psychic life and live your daily life in the world from that awareness, the sooner you'll start to find your true happiness. Without conscious awareness of your psychic life, you'll you'll constantly be unknowingly fighting your inner self and the true purpose you are here to fulfill. From that, you will experience many problems cropping up in your life seemingly for no reason. Therefore, first and foremost, you have to turn your awareness inward to your inner psychic life if you're going to solve a problem or resolve an important situation or even not-so-important situations in your life. So, if you've got a problem, you've got a psychic life problem. And if you've got a psychic life problem, who are you going to call? Ah, yes, you need to call your psychic self your soul self, your creative inner self. In in an overall sense, you would need to turn your awareness and attention inward to spirit to get things rolling in the correct direction for you to find the answer, solution, or resolution. Souls who have mastered this continuously live in the state of awareness of their innermost essence, no matter what is happening in their lives in this world. This is a real gift when this is accomplished, by the way. They have attained the state of continuous lovingness that is not deterred in any way, no matter what happens. Jesus, for example, demonstrated that in what could be seen as one of the worst kinds of experiences for a human being to go through, complete injustice, cruelty, abuse, betrayal, humiliation, torture, and a slow, agonizing death. Yet throughout his entire experience, he maintained his unconditional loving for everyone, including liars, betrayers, and his tormentors. This was why he didn't suffer on the cross. Some of you might disagree with this, but this is the truth. He knew the truth and was not distracted by the lies and illusions that most of the world still believed in and lived by. The experience of pain comes from being divided and in conflict within within one's own mind. In the limitlessness and eternity of wholeness, there is no experience of pain or suffering. There have been enlightened masters throughout the ages who have demonstrated this in various ways for the benefit and learning of humanity. Along our path to our full awakening, we learn to turn our awareness and attention more and more inward to our inner spirit essence and beingness. This requires much practice on our part over the course of many incarnations. At first, we might find that it is difficult to create even five minutes every day to meditate, even if we aren't very busy. Eventually, with commitment and practice, we find that meditating at least once a day just becomes a normal and regular part of our daily life, like brushing our teeth. With continued practice, we may dedicate more and more of our life to meditation and prayer. At a certain point in a soul's progress towards enlightenment, the soul finds it necessary to retreat from the worldly life and devote itself to a life of meditation and prayer in a spiritual sanctuary of some sort. 
Yet, even if the soul becomes fully accustomed to that way of living in the world sooner or later, the soul that devotes itself to the spiritual life must come out of the safety of the cloistered life and bring forth its learning and mastery into the mainstream of the world to share it with others on the path. Today in the world, there are more souls incarnated as so-called regular people who are on the path toward their greater awakening and helping to offer healing and guidance to other souls who are not as far along on the path but are nonetheless seeking their way. A live demonstration of one's learning in everyday life in the world is generally the final exam for the soul on the path of full mastery. Your spiritual path is not about accumulation of book knowledge, but the distillation of wisdom from living one's life fully and lovingly and sharing that wisdom with others freely. There are such souls that are great speakers as well as those who rarely speak. There are teachers that teach in classrooms of various kinds, as well as those who teach strictly by being a living example of their wisdom and compassion. There are teachers who teach on the world stage, known by many, and there are teachers who teach one or a few key individuals in private that others rarely hear about. Contrary to popular belief that a master is a born master and never needs any other teachers or guides, even the greatest of masters always have many teachers as they are preparing themselves for fulfilling their purpose for incarnating here. Yet, how can the greatest of masters have teachers who are less capable or knowledgeable or aware than they are? Ah, capability, knowledge, or awareness are not all that a soul needs to gain in their mastery of themselves and of their incarnation as a human being. And a master in the making must have many different kinds of experiences and guidance to prepare themselves for their life of service. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's sometimes the hardest things for a soul to learn is how to treat another person, especially, you know, it's, often easy to treat someone who's absolutely fantastic for you (laughs) well (laughs) but you flip that to the opposite end of things and ah you might find it's not so easy when somebody is literally spitting in your face (laughs) it really doesn't matter whether you're a novice on the path or a master everyone here has much to learn at the level of their awareness and understanding. You might be an expert in a particular subject matter, but if your path is to teach what you know to others, you have to learn to teach it. The one common denominator, no matter what you're learning on your path to your full awakening, is learning to communicate. If you're a beginner at something, you need to learn to communicate so you can learn what you're needing to learn. If you're an expert at something, you need to learn to communicate what you know to those who don't so you can teach them. If you're working together with a group to fulfill a common purpose, you would need to learn to communicate with a particular group. 
So one major common ground that all of us incarnated here shares is that of learning to communicate. It's definitely a lifetime's long learning curve, no matter how far you get on your path. When you encounter any kind of problem in your life, who you call for help means that, guess what? You have to communicate. That's right. (laughs) And as Raphael said earlier, that any kind of life problem is essentially a psychic life problem. Since everything starts within you and manifests outwardly into your physical life. You do first need to call upon your inner psychic self to know what to do to solve the problem or bring resolution to your situation. Calling upon your inner self is communicating with your inner self or with the spirit that you are. Of course, communication is between two or more consciousnesses, isn't it? At least one has to express something while another listens and then responds. So what would it mean for you to communicate with your inner self? A very normal, everyday type of communication on a verbal level might go something like this. Hi, Joe. How's it going? (laughs) Oh, fine, Sally. (laughs) How about you? I'm doing all right, but I've been incredibly busy. And it can end after a brief encounter or could go on for hours, branching out into all kinds of areas of interest. When you communicate to your psychic self, there's the consciousness that you are aware of as the aware and thinking and feeling you. And you can communicate in a variety of ways to that consciousness that is seemingly quiet and still. You inside of your own mind. What you're not fully aware of yet is, oh yeah, what you're trying to find out about. It may seem like there's the you that wants to do something, but there's your somewhat silent partner inside that's nudging you from the inside that maybe that's not such a good thing to do. For example, the louder and more actively conscious you may be angry and wanting to get back at the jerk that just cut you off of the freeway, but there's that quieter inner you that's reminding you that that might not be a smart choice to follow through on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people think of that inner voice as one's conscience. But sometimes you might find yourself in a heated argument with more than one other inner you. <laughs> one you is insisting on doing something, while another you is unsure about it. And still, another you is egging you on. And yet another you seems to be signaling to you to be wise and kind. What are you to do? Who are you going to listen to then? (laughs) Still not the Ghostbusters, probably, but calling upon your (laughs) inner soul self is simple. But sometimes listening to what your true self is saying to the conscious outer you may be a challenge. Often, when you're not fully in your own safe space as yourself, 
You may be distracted by several voices and thoughts and feelings inside seemingly vying for your attention. Yet, there's only one true you as the spirit that you are. All the rest isn't you. They could be the voice of your ego or of some other being that's interested in getting something out of you. So calling on your inner self or spirit requires some practice and mastery over time. Yet discerning what what is your true inner voice is relatively simple. That which comes from spirit is never divided or divisive. That which comes from the ego, whether it's your ego or someone else's ego, is always divisive and never true. Remember, the ego is never neutral or giving. It can sound like it is giving, but there's always an ulterior motive. It's like the criminal that offers to tell the police who all were involved in the crime, but in exchange for a much, much lighter sentence for himself. Hey, (laughs) he could be helpful, but (laughs) there's always a catch. Spirit always gives without strings attached. Any communication and guidance that comes from your soul self is for the purpose of bringing about healing in some way. And healing is always all-inclusive. When healing happens, it heals the guilty as well Mm -hmm. as the innocent, the criminal as well as the victim of the crime. So forgiveness comes from one's willingness to heal rather than the desire to divide and conquer in any way. Now, what exactly is a psychic life problem? It's anything that you experience in your incarnated everyday life that you don't have a solution or a resolution for. When everything is going just fine and you don't have to change anything, it's not a problem to you, is it? It's only when something else is going on and and isn't going the way you'd like it to go or need it to go or expect it to go that you might find the experience of, hey, I have a problem (laughs) that somehow you need to attend to. Well, we're at our first break already. That went really fast. We wanted to welcome you to check out our website, Michael (laughs) DePoint. MichaelTamora.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M, as in Mary, U-R-A.com, for all our upcoming events. Plus, you can get all the details for the next Zoom class in our popular remote ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, coming up on Saturday, November 5th, which is coming along faster than you think, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Discover how your hello sets the course and learn to do psychic energy work for creating purposeful communication. This is all part of the You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series. Join us and gain the psychic tools to step up your communication with yourself and others. And by the way, when you're on our website, please be sure to sign up to be on our mailing list so you know what else we have to offer. I send out regular newsletters, and if you don't want a whole lot, you can sign up for less. All right, you can also call our office for details at 530-926-2650 and speak with our assistant, Debbie, and she knows all the details and will tell you how to sign up. We will return in just a couple of minutes to continue with Got a Psychic Life Problem? Who are you going to call? We'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we've been asking, got a psychic life problem? And if you do, who are you going to call? The Ghostbusters may be great to call if you wanted someone to help you remove unwanted ghosts from your property, but they wouldn't be able to help you much with other pressing psychic life problems you might be experiencing. So let's continue our exploration of the kinds of challenges you might face in your personal life that require you to take care of your inner psychic life if you want to resolve them and who you need to call if you need help. Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to call the Ghostbusters, but <laughs> uh, they, they weren't available. <laughs> so before the break, I was talking about, you know, coming back to what exactly is a psychic life problem. And I mentioned this because so often those people who are interested in psychic stuff if they hear that somebody's got a psychic life problem, they immediately jump to the conclusion, oh, yeah, their aura is torn or, or they have a leaky chakra or <laughs> whatever. And, yes, those are definitely some psychic life problems. But psychic life problems are much, much, much more inclusive and pretty much covers everything in your life. But not everything in your life is a problem, is it? No. Most of life, for most of us, is, is just life goes on until you run into something where things are not the way you'd like them to be in your life. <laughs> and sometimes even those things are so, well, on a daily basis, those things may be so trivial, so minor, and you don't have to get help for them. You just have to deal with it. So whether you like it or not, 
you just go ahead and deal with it. But even so, how are you dealing with it? You go, you're not seeking outside help. You're seeking inside help from within you, from your memory, from your knowledge, your experience, expertise, everything. And you go, yeah, I could use duct tape. <laughs> duct tape is the solution to everything in the physical plane. <laughs> yeah. Put duct tape on her mouth. Yeah. Just kidding. So, so anyway, you know, we all have these kinds of duct tape type solutions to minor problems we encounter in life on a daily basis. But some of those problems are not so minors. You know, it's it. They might even involve problems that could put your life or someone else's life in jeopardy. Ah, now we have the other end of the extreme where it's, oh, yeah, this is something you really have to deal with. So we're addressing the more difficult life problems you might encounter that requires you to call upon your psychic self much more consciously and your inner fortitude. You, you need both the courage to face the situation, not run away from it, and the wisdom to see your way through it somehow, and, and somehow in a way that you'll be happy with and happy with yourself. All too often, a person may assume that what they're experiencing as a problem in their life is separate from themselves and something that happens to be happening to them in the world. Yeah, that thing's happening. There's a war going on. There's this going on. And there's all those poor people. So it's it's removed. And, you know, for example, on a very mundane level, if a person tripped and fell and scraped their knee on the sidewalk, they'll most likely think of it just as a unfortunate accident that happened because probably they weren't paying adequate attention to their walking. Or they were looking at their phone while they were walking, <laughs> which is more the case these days. Yes, which is they weren't paying attention to their walking. <laughs> Yet if some reckless bicyclist ran into the same person and mowed them down onto the sidewalk, and then that person who got mowed down injured their knee, they might decide that they were they were just innocent bystanders looking at their phone, <laughs> phone. <laughs> minding their own business or somebody else's on TikTok <laughs> and happened to become the victim of a distracted bicyclist who might have been texting while bicycling. <laughs> anyway, legally, they may even be able to sue the cyclist for damages and medical care. But when you start to become aware that everything that happens in your worldly life comes from your inner creativity in some way, you'll recognize that you are never entirely separate from whatever happens in your life and whatever happens in the world, even if it seems per perpetrated by someone else. As it's often said, there are no accidents in life. This is often hard for some people to recognize because who would ever wish to be attacked or abused or even killed in some way? You'd have to be somewhat not of sound mind if you actually wish to suffer. Yet, there isn't a single one of us that hasn't experienced some suffering in life, right? <laughs> Does that mean we're all insane? 
Uh, I, <laughs> I have to make sure I give the right answer here. <laughs> no, we're not. We end up suffering because we're, we're, we aren't necessarily aware of the truth of the matter. For one thing, we each are far more powerfully creative than we may realize. Our thoughts, for example, are incredibly powerful, and most people toss out thoughts like they were nothing but confetti. If you are guilty about something over a period of time, for example, what are you unconsciously creating within your psychic inner self? Anytime you think that you are guilty and not willing to forgive yourself, guess what? Punishment is right around the corner of your mind, isn't it? If you feel guilty, you immediately become undeserving of the true, good, and beautiful. You demote yourself to a much lower rung of the ladder of worth and deservingness. If you hold on to the guilt for a while, it can show up in your physical life in the world as financial, health, relationship, and other problems. Yet usually, most people will focus on the problem to try to figure out a solution rather than calling upon their inner soul self. When a police detective starts looking into a murder case, they often start questioning those who were closest to the victim. You need to do the same when you look into solving a difficult problem. And of course, who is the closest to your problem? <laughs> no matter what the problem is, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> you're on the phone. <laughs> of course, yourself. Yet you're conscious outer self that you might normally identify yourself as may not be aware of what part you really played in bringing about the problem. All too often, the more difficult challenges in life are unwittingly created through wanting to solve another problem. It's very similar to someone taking a strong prescription medication to try to ease the condition of one medical problem. But after taking the, the medication for a while, might discover that the medication might be causing a secondary problem that now needs attention. Both the doctor and the patient intended the medication to solve the immediate problem. Yet, the short-sighted fix for one problem ended up creating another one, and sometimes even a bigger one. Many of us do this fairly often in our lives until we call upon our soul self to discover the deeper cause of the problem within us. This is the level of healing that requires much deeper inner communication with our soul essence. We need to look at the bigger picture of the whole of life and see the particular problem in that context rather than as a separate, isolated occurrence however annoying that occurrence might be. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is why it's long been my personal practice when I'm confronting a difficult problem to ask my inner self, how did I bring this situation or condition or problem about? Sometimes I get my answer very quickly. At other times, I follow a breadcrumb path of little answers to get to the complete answer over time. The cause is always creative. Most of the time, 
we didn't create the problem directly as a result of wanting this problem. No, of course not. But indirectly, as an unfortunate consequence of not having enough awareness of what we were creating. It can be a little like a harried mother giving her child sweets to satisfy their hunger until she can make something healthier. It may have seemed to solve the immediate problem of a screaming child, but it may have created a bigger problem of the child becoming hooked on sweets. There's that other well-known warning. Be careful what you ask for. (laughs) We create through our asking. Isn't that the truth? Well, Michael was talking about the bigger picture, and this is one of the things I talk about a lot in my readings with people. They'll be so focused on some aspect of their life that's really bothering them that it's hard for them to, what I call, telescope back and look at how this got created in the first place. In some issues and problems we create or seem to create um, actually come from other lifetimes and actions and decisions we made in other lifetimes that we did not, let's say, what like what Michael was talking about. We didn't forgive ourselves then, so we have to go through it again until we learn to do so. So the in the bigger picture of things, that's what um, he was talking about. There really are no accidents. There's a divine order to everything. And for those of you on the higher level of, of the path, who have been on the path a long time, who've meditated or worked under teachers for a really long time, the higher aspect of this is really never seeing yourself as a victim. Um, when one continuously sees themselves as a victim, there is a lot of help that is needed, even psychological help, in order to be able to address the actual, uh, let's say, thought form or idea or creative something that someone did either in this lifetime or even in another lifetime that they are still working through. Yes, and and this thing about learning from all of our life experiences, so it really doesn't matter if it's a if you label it a past life or just a memory of you know something you experienced, right? If you have a memory of something you've experienced, then then you have a memory of it, and as long as it's just a memory and you go, okay, that's just a memory, I, no big deal. It's, it doesn't have to control me in any way, shape, or form. And it doesn't, it doesn't color my decision-making right now. Then it's just, a, you know, it's in the file cabinet. Okay, no problem. But not all memory is like that, is it? No, we have a tendency to hold on to a memory of a particularly traumatic, painful experience that we really suffered and, and, you know, even blame somebody else for or whatever the case might have been. And years and years later, or lifetimes and lifetimes later, when that gets re-stimulated in our mind and experience, we still, you know, get angry about it, or we still get sad about it. We still get frustrated with it. We still, 
you know, don't know what to do. All kinds of things come up. And we are very, very, very creative beings, aren't we? Which also means, oh, we are emotional. Ah, creativity is the energy, the power that powers what we call emotions. And a lot of times those, those emotions that the, our creative power powers, ah, it's just as powerful as, as total happiness and total contentment and, and peace. But the power goes into emotions like anger or hate or resentment, jealousy, all those kinds of things. And, and then uh, we find ourselves having a, a bigger problem. Ah, and we find ourselves, we even uh, bring about physical health challenges or financial problems or relationship challenges. Ah, life is tough and then you die. <laughs> That's what some people think. But no, life never dies. It, it keeps going on. It just changes forms. So when when you have had for so many people, even those who believe in reincarnation and past lives, a lot of them will have a difficult time if you mention to them, oh, yeah, yeah, you were this total dictator or you really were uh, cruel to people in a, in a past life. And, and they just happen to be living like a saintly life in this lifetime. And they'll absolutely deny. No, that's the furthest thing. I hate people who who are cruel. <laughs> Guess what? Uh, how did they learn to be such a kind person? Oh, yes. Everything here is about learning. And sometimes those of us who find the greatest compassion or the greatest whatever had to go through experiences which were put us into the polar opposite type of experience. And guess what? We never forget that. And that's why we might sometimes feel so strongly about those kinds of things. Well, we're coming upon our second break already. And this is the time we like to tell you about what we have going on. So please take a moment to mark your calendars. On Saturday, November 12th and Sunday, November 13th, we're offering our special remote four Zoom class plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event. The overall title for this event is Making Time for Eternity, Using Your Clairvoyance, Intuition, and Mediumship to Sing with Angels. The four two-hour Zoom classes will be on, this is the title of the first class, Why Wait? Know Your Answers Now, Getting in Sync with Your Intuitive Knowingness. The second class on Saturday is Winking with Your All-Seeing Eye, Having Clairvoyant Fun Seeing the Truth. And then the Sunday morning class is Network of Angels, Using Your Psychic Awareness to Conduct Your Choir of Angels. And the afternoon class is Spirit Guides, Spirit Support, and Spirit Community using your mediumship to lead spirit and solicit guidance. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one of our Zoom classes during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the class. For the full write-up and details or to sign up, 
Go to the November calendar section at our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time. In just a bit, we'll return to Got a Psychic Life Problem? Who are you going to call? We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. There's a couple things I want to talk about before we get back to our subject. One is I was just talking about our November 12th and 13th weekend seminar, and Michael pointed out to me that I said the Saturday and Sunday morning and afternoon class. Well, some of you, it's not going to be morning and afternoon because we are on Pacific time. So be sure to check our website for the times so that you can calculate what time those classes are for you. Our weekend classes are just so wonderful, and you and you get so much out of it. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, in order to listen to our show, some of you are tuning out, tuning in at VoiceAmerica.com, and we appreciate that very much. But there are also other platforms you can tune in on if you would like to, and they are as follows: Amazon Music. Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. All right. We've been exploring what to do if you got a psychic life problem and what kinds of difficulties you might encounter if you aren't taking care of your inner psychic life. Of course, when you need help moving forward with your inner psychic life, who can you call to guide you? Let's go further with that. Well, of course, any spiritual teaching will eventually teach you about going within yourself. And it's 
probably one of the most important practices if you want to get anywhere with your spiritual and psychic life, even people who dedicate their lives to prayer. It's an inner practice. You know, even Jesus said, don't go out on the streets and, you know, show off your praying to everyone. Do it in a closet where it's private. And really that was symbolic of going within. <laughs> the only only time uh, you don't have to come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, one of the things I'd like to mention here that's been my experience is since I've been being taught this and since I have really made this a practice in my life as much as I can, um, I have discovered that sometimes when a problem, since we've been talking about problems and who you're going to call, sometimes a problem that comes up requires such a quick decision, it's almost like a flash. If you make, if you either don't make a decision or make the wrong decision, it could be a, a matter of life or death. And that's the truth of the matter. And so this kind of practice, it will help you in the, let's say, the longer drawn out dramas of your life. But it can also, if you really practice this uh, sincerely, going within, listening to your own inner voice, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to God, whatever you want to call it, when you get into those situations where it's, I have to decide now or, you know, this is going to be the end of me or something like that. So I want to give you an example. I can give you actually a couple of examples. One is... um, Years ago, when I was giving, when Michael and I were giving our seminars in Mount Shasta, uh, California, that's a mountain area, a little mountain town at the top of California that not a lot of people know about, a very sacred spot in the world. Um, I had to buy the food for it, and I would go up to Medford, Oregon, which is about an hour and a half drive over the mountain pass and into that town to uh, buy groceries. And I'm usually very tired when I was coming back down uh, south again to come to back to Mount Shasta. And one time I was driving and I was tired and I was going about 70 miles an hour on the freeway. I was the only one on the road except for one truck way, way, way back behind me. And as I'm driving along, I didn't see it on the side of the road. A deer just jumped out in front of my car. And, of course, I love animals. I do not want to kill this deer. And I have the training from my father, who was a safety officer, that says, if you have a deer come in front of the car, accelerate so that it kicks the animal over your car and not through your windshield because it can kill you. Well, every inch of my being did not want to do that. So I, as quickly as I could, this is in a millisecond, do I go left, do I go right? How do I avoid this? And it was like somebody took over my arm and pushed to the left. And when I looked in my rearview mirror, there was no deer on the ground. There was no deer on the side of the road. There was no deer anywhere. So I, I, it might have been a spirit deer, but <clears throat> whatever it was, I made the right decision and did not kill this deer, which was very great. And, of course, I checked the grill of my car to make sure I didn't hear, you know, hitting it or whatnot. And, of course, there was no there were there was no fur or blood or anything like that so this practice can really save your life sometime is going within how do i what do i do here and and if i would have heard put on the accelerator and hit that deer i would have done it because 
<clears throat> I trust my inner voice, but I trust it because all the years I have practiced and practiced and practiced this in the slower situations. Now, here's another example. It's a little slower than the, than the deer situation, and but it still was pretty fast. And the uh, let's say the situation wasn't as critical. So one day I am finishing loading groceries in my car, and you guys, some of you who have listened to the radio show have heard this story before. And I had a, the final thing in my hand, which was a big heavy watermelon, and I get a phone call from Michael. He's down in one of the pathways. He was taking a walk, and, and his device in his heart went off, and he can't walk home. And it was probably 89 degrees out. I had ice cream and frozen foods in the car. I rushed home, which took me about 12 minutes. And I got into the house and I found out he was about two miles from our house. And I didn't know how to get to him by car. So I had to run to him by going through the path system. Uh, that's It's a, it's like a, a park system that's really nice around our area. And my decision I had to make was, do I have the time to get the frozen food out of the car into the refrigerator? (laughs) See, this isn't life-threatening. It was just going to be a waste of money if I left all that stuff in the car because it was so hot, it was going to get ruined in in the time it was going to take me to find Michael and get him home. And I hear this male voice. This was one of my guides. And he said, you have time, but be fast about it. <laughs> it was very commanding to be fast about it. And off I went. I, I unloaded really fast and put the frozen food away. I left the rest of food out and I went to go find him. And um, even though it was two miles out and I loaded down my, my body with a bunch of stuff he needed to um, at least be able to get up and walk a few feet, um, I was able to get to him in about less than half an hour. I was very surprised being as I'm older and, you know, that's not my MO these days. So I got good guidance. The frozen food didn't get spoiled and (laughs) and we got Michael all taken care of and uh, it had a happy ending. But what if I had just ignored that and gone into panic and gotten ungrounded and just went out? Well, Michael would have still been saved. But our frozen food wouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a really tough decision, don't you think? Husband or or ice cream? (laughs) I'd probably go for the ice cream. (laughs) But anyway, the the fact of the matter is sometimes you have situations that come up. What about a heated argument? You know, when two people are communicating, that's really important. Even if it's an argument, that means they're still communicating. But when the ego steps in and and you're only listening to that, what happens is sometimes the argument turns into an insulting match rather than just stepping back and saying, okay, maybe we should just agree to disagree on this one and get on with things. But, you know, when you're practicing that the practice of going within and making every decision that you make and and actually having the discipline to take a little time with some of it when it is not life threatening when you uh, even when you're taking a little time uh, when it is life threatening sometimes that's worth it if you are able to really have your certainty with the answers you do get yeah and you know listening to Raphael's 
experiences and examples reminded me, <laughs> it's, this is how my mind works, <laughs> when President Kennedy gave that speech that I'm sure even those of you who weren't even born at that point yet. That's most everybody on the planet. Remember, <laughs> remember the, the line was, ask not what your country could do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. And that always stuck with me because that applies not, not in terms of just the country, but it uh, applies to life. When you're in a situation where you need help, generally the ego will scream, it's all about you and you got to get the help. But if you notice every, every uh, resolution for Raphael was when she, instead of going, what is it in for me? She went to, oh, how can I give to the deer, to Michael, to whatever? And that brings about your communication with your inner self. If you're in a taking place, that communication isn't there because taking is division. But if you're in a giving place, you're asking not what the other person or the situation can give to you, but you're asking in that even a difficult situation, what can you give to the situation or a person or whatever is at hand? And then all of a sudden, you'll hear the guides or your inner voice, or you'll just know intuitively, or somebody will come to your aid. It's, it's because when you're, when you're asking to give, you get the answer. When you're asking to take, uh, the answer is elusive. So that's, that's something you could remember, just a little mnemonic device of, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when I'm in a, uh, up against a wall, often the, the initial reaction is, what's it in it for me? I have to, I have to you know, save myself. I have, to, I have to do this, that. I need this. I need the help. But, oh, that's when you need to switch and go, oh, yeah. That's not going to really get me the best answer. What do I have to offer? And when you do, you'll get the answer. And the amazing thing is when the answer comes from your inner, inner voice, it's going to give you what you need to do. Well, once again, we find ourselves at the end of our show today. It sure went fast. Thanks for joining us. We love being with you. For this hour each week. Please join us next Wednesday for the start of our 20th season of our show. Our overall theme for this brand new season will be your psychic abilities, how God answers your prayers, and we'll launch, launch our season with an exploration of truth, prayer, and your psychic abilities. Remember, too, to sign up for our next Zoom class, Your Hello Sets Your Course, Energy work for creating purposeful communication is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass or Zoom class series coming up Saturday, November 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. 
Check our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 